Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about seven key elements of a high converting homepage. So first and foremost, the homepage for us, I mean, for Single Grain is one of the highest converting pages for us. What we do is we make sure that we have a very clear headline that talks about what we do exactly. So it's very clear for us. We help great companies grow their revenues online. I guess this is we 1B. Make sure that you have a call to action that, that goes with that too. Because if you have a great headline, no call to action. Um, I was just talking to somebody that um, has a $250 million company, $250 million in revenue a year. And guess what? They don't have a call to action on their freaking homepage. So 1A, 1B, first one, have a good headline. Second, have a good call to action. So my big thing is answer objections. If you're not answering objections, then you're not going to make as many sales. People, especially with their home pages, they try to sell so hard and they just try to get you to buy and put in a credit card right away. A lot of your users aren't going to be ready. Answer their objections. If you can make them more comfortable and put them at ease, then they're much more likely to buy. And if you're not sure what their objections are, pick up the phone, talk to a few people, find out like what their hesitations could have been before they purchase or why someone may have not purchased. Or you can just put up a quick survey like for using qualaroo.com. And you can find out why people have issues with your site or what those specific issues are. Then go and adjust your copy. And that should help you increase your sales. Great. And number three, using things, and this kind of ties into the objections as well, but having short case studies or testimonials where people can talk to what you're selling exactly definitely helps. When you're able to add these trust factors, you can add, you know, a lot of people do these company badges and things like that people start to think that you're more legit. So add testimonials in, this seems like a duh statement, but still, some people even today forget about it. Number four, add a benefit-driven headline. Headlines that are benefit-driven convert way better than headlines that aren't. Go talk to your customers that are currently paying. Find out what's the number one thing or number one reason they bought your product or service or why they use it, and try to include that benefit within your headline. So these would be headlines because my, my first one was headlines. Are you talking about headlines within uh, like subheadlines for additional items that they're adding? Yeah, not the one at the top. I'm talking about like throughout the copy. Think of like a book, a book title. Like you know how a book has a title, then there's each chapter and each section. So I'm not talking about what's at top. I'm talking about benefit-driven headlines like throughout your copy explaining the products. So when you have a product or a service, there's a lot of features. It's not about, oh, this can do this feature or this other feature. It's about benefits. Oh, you're going to get X. You're also going to get Y. This will help you save time. This will help you save money. This will help you lose weight quicker or whatever it may be. It's about the benefits. It's not about the features. Great. And number five, I'm going to add page load speed. So we actually, um, we had someone reach out to us recently. We're able to re reduce our page load speed. I think it was, it was eight seconds for us. And now it's about uh, two seconds or so. Um, so we added something. I forgot what the tool is. I'll, I'll try to add it in the show notes if I remember. But page load speed is super important. The, the longer you drag it out, um, you know, Amazon reported that 
I think it's like a million dollars per second or something like, or for per millisecond or something like that. Um, so something to watch out for uh, page load speed. The next one I would say is make sure you're, you're not just focusing on, okay, so when you look at your site architecture, everyone says, oh, my homepage gets the most traffic. So they're focusing on purely optimizing the homepage. So if you want your homepage to convert, don't just think of it as one page. Think of it as a funnel. What are the steps in the journey someone has to go through to convert? The messaging throughout all parts of the funnel need to be cohesive and as one versus choppy and different messaging. For example, if Eric is selling marketing services, his homepage could talk about the benefits, about online marketing, what it can do for your business, etc. Then he can go more in depth into sub pages that break over the tactics that a company should try based on their size. Then from there, he can talk about his pricing and stuff and how long it usually takes companies to see results. And then from there, he can collect a lead. The point I'm trying to make is whatever your funnel is, make sure it all flows together. And don't just think of your homepage as the only page. Yes, it's where most people will start, but it's not the page that'll cause the exact conversion. People typically have to go a few pages deep before they convert. All right, and last but not least, number seven. A lot of people forget this still. When I look at a lot of sites, pixels. Don't forget about your Google Tag Manager. Don't forget about your Facebook pixels, for example. Don't forget about your your Google retargeting pixels. These things are table stakes, and it's free to have these things on. And you might as well start collecting the data when people are visiting your site, and then you can start to build uh, separate custom audiences, and you can target people that are behaving differently. But you don't have these pixels on your site. Well, you're not going to be able to advertise effectively to these people and to the two largest uh, platforms out there. That's it for today's episode of Marketing School. We'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.